All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, this is our second episode of our podcast, um, learning about ELL education and ELL students. So today I have the honor to have Miss Ayan, and um, I work with her. She is uh, she is one of the best uh, people that I met in KCIA. We we laugh a lot. We share a lot of uh, stuff together. So it's been an honor to work with her. So anyway, I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Um, her name is Ayan Ali, right, Miss Ayan? Yes, sir. Hi, my name is Ayan Ali, and I've been working with Miss Navarro the last four years. We work at KCIA International School, and we were working a lot together. The first two years, more than like last two years, right? So, classes. yeah, and uh, okay, first, I'm gonna ask you this question, Miss Ayan How many languages do you speak? I speak fluently three, three, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you speak Somali, Somali, Arabic, and English, Arabic and English. Now, you said uh fluently so is there any other language that you you, you don't feel you speak fluently but you kind of understand mm, yes like uh turkish now um i'm trying to learn by myself like online turkish. really wow yeah because also in 2017 me and my friends we went to turkey and oh. i loved it and we have a lot of similarities because they are also in muslim country uh-huh and I did grow up in Egypt, and Egypt have a lot of uh, the colonization of Turkish. Right. So we share the food, and I mean, a lot of the words is very similar if you just pay attention. So it's similar so to Arabic. Easier. Similar to Arabic. So what what language do they speak then? Uh, like the Egyptians, they speak Arabic, but the Turkish people they just speak Turkey. Oh. And the Turkey okay, have. Okay. Uh, The Arabic have a lot of Turkish words in it. Oh, oh, okay. Very, very interesting. Yeah. All right. So let, let's um, let's talk about your your um, your story, your ELL story, and and I think it's really interesting because you are not ELL, or you were not ELL only in English. You were actually an ELL in Arabic, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, let's let's start from from the beginning. So you are from Somalia. You were born in Somalia. Then yes, what I happened? Yes, I was born in Mogadishu. I was born in Mogadishu, and the war started when I was four years old. A civil war, the, right? The civil war, yes. Started when I was uh, four and a half, mm -hmm. and I remember it started on I think December, like uh, the second semester of the school. Oh, okay. But I never went to school because uh, because I was too young for it. Like, yeah, you I were four in Africa. Yeah, you can skip TK and kindergarten and you don't have to go. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my parents were not planning to send me to school because I was younger. Mm -hmm. And when the war started, and I, I stayed there for two years. When I, when I was almost almost seven, we moved to Egypt. When you were seven, you moved to Egypt? Yes, uh -huh. when I was almost seven. So, um, yes. My only language that I used to speak was Somali. Mm -hmm. And when I went to school in Egypt, I mean, I had to learn Arabic. But before that, because, because I'm Muslim and I know Quran and Quran is in Arabic, mm -hmm. I mean, I can only 
give us by hearing, not uh, reading that or announcing the, the letters in the words. Mm -hmm. So I learned uh, the Arabic. I, th I think quickly because because also my brain was still fresh and I was young and it's right. easy for mm -hmm. me to learn everything when when, when you are a kid. So you were you were basically I mean it is not colonial. Uh, you were an Arabic language learner, right? Learner. Yeah, yes. but it was easier for you because you were younger, like you were seven years yes, old, right? Younger, mm -hmm. yes, and also uh, because I have the background of the Islam and the Quran, it was easy for me to pronounce the letters because we both have the same sounding Arabic and Somali. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, because Somali is also from the Latin uh, and and Arabic mix. Mm, okay. That's what. We have some letters that we can sound the Arab and the Muslim world that American or Latin or other language they cannot pronounce it. Uh -huh. So I was there until I was eighth grade. Uh, until I was, I believe, was April when I came to America. Mm -hmm. And I was eighth grade. So I went to Northeast uh, Middle School for a month from, uh, just to finish the eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And I took ESL classes. Um, in the Bosco, the whole summertime, so I can learn um, just to have like better English, reading, writing, and to be as maybe to be not to be in the shelter rooms uh -huh. because it was easy for me to learn, uh -huh. and I didn't like to be in shelter room because I feel like that I'm not learning much because you will learn English when you interact with the other kids. Right, uh-huh, that's right. But if you put me in a room oh, that everybody speaks my language, I'm not going to try to speak English. Yeah. Why would I bother myself? Right. And I was working a lot to learn English, and I was using dictionary. And my time, there was no Google Translate. I, I wish we had that. So mm -hmm. I used to have um dictionary. And you, my mom bought physical, me. physical dictionary, right? Yes. So you didn't and have I, Google Translator? <laughs> yes. Cause I, I mean, I wish I had Google Translate or someone like me that what I do right now to help mm -hmm. me understand what's going on in the classroom. Mm -hmm. But I had a couple of good Somalian friends and they were very nice and they were trying to help me all the time. Even though in Somalia, uh, we speak all Somali but different dialects mm -hmm. and it's very hard to understand. Maybe two Somali people, it's very hard for them to understand each other. Oh. And my friends, they were like trying to be very nice and to be themselves so I understand what they say and they understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, in ESL classes for a year and a half. For a year and a half? Uh-huh. But I was taking the regular classes too uh, because my math level and geometry was high. Oh. But my English was not. Right. Um, it was very hard for me. Uh, because I, th I think I was shy at the beginning, and I still have my accent, and, and I was scared of the kids will make fun of me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's never... let me stop you right there, Miss Ayan. So that's yes. very important what you are saying, because uh, sometimes um, I don't uh, I, I don't know why, but yes, I, 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 you know, that's my experience also. I mean, I, I came here all there, you know. Yes. And, and and yes, um, even even if people don't say anything, you you might notice. Or sometimes you notice that they kind of make fun of you. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying you know it, it didn't really. I, I didn't care really, you know, because I was I'm, I was older, 
So, yeah. but but for a student, uh, when they come here, you know, and they're teenagers, uh, it really, you know, it makes an impact when, uh, like, a native English speaker student makes mm -hmm. fun of your accent. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes, big time. And I remember also in high school, like, uh, I mean, I would never be close to American kids because they would try to make fun of me. So me and my friends, they were from uh, Bosnia. Bosnia, and, really? And the other one, Bosnia. Uh -huh. Wow. And, and we had a lot of Kurdish, Kurdish Arabic. Kurdish, uh-huh. So, uh -huh. so we can communicate all in English and we are not going to make fun of each other and right. we are all learning together. Yeah. But I remember my ESL teacher one day, she was like, don't be scared to have an accent or don't be scared if somebody will make fun of you. You speak more language than they do. So you are, you are the smart. <laughs> yeah. So when she said that, like she kind of built confidence on me uh -huh. and my friends, and we were just we become to to interfere with other kids and, and play with them and talk with them and just be like normal teenager girls who, that we can communicate with anybody. Who said that to you, your teacher? My teacher. Which yeah, she one? Said, don't be scared. Um, when I was in ESL class, she said, "Don't be scared." Oh, your ESL teacher. Oh, yes. wow! And it she made said, an impact. Just that little comment. Yes. Wow. Yes. And she wow. said, don't be scared. You are the smart one. You speak three languages, and they speak only one. And then I'm using the right English yeah. vocabulary or like proper English. So she was like, you are very smart. Don't be scared. Mm -hmm. And from that day, I don't care. I'm going to have my accent, and mm -hmm. I'm going to learn more, which is fine. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 great. So anyway, uh, as as far as your experience being an ELL student, could you share? And and you know, I had to do this, but I have to. Could you share something negative that happened to you when you were an ELL student? I don't think so. Anything negative happened to me, but it was just more the self confidence, like okay, I was self confidence, things like that. Uh huh. Okay. But Nothing that I had was bothering me, mm -hmm. like, except like, I mean, I wish that I had somebody else like who can teach me the same thing in mm -hmm. Arabic or Somali, especially Arabic, because, mm -hmm. because I can read and write Arabic, not Somali, right. or actually not very well my Somali uh, when it comes to writing. But I wish I had somebody else that could tell me everything going on in Arabic, I feel like that I could learn faster mm. instead of taking forever to do my assignments. Right. Right, right, right. So, um, tell me, tell me about your teachers when when you came to United States. What did they do what to is, you? Did they care? Some of them they cared. Some of them did. And, okay. Yes, yes. Some of them they cared so much, and some, of course, they didn't care, and they were just yelling so loud. Uh -huh. And I remember until today, um, one of my uh, she was a technology teacher. And she was older lady, and she was just screaming when she's talking, uh -huh. and me not knowing what she's saying, and just seeing her basically screaming and shouting. I, I was like, I did something wrong, but I know what I did. Mm -hmm. So every time she used to come talk to me, I'd be like, me no English, <laughs> don't stop yelling at me. I don't understand you. So I was always like ignoring her, and I was terrified because I didn't know if I can even ask her question or not. Because mm -hmm. she's always yelling and screaming. So a lot of teachers think even if they speak louder in English that I will understand. <laughs> yeah, no, like you like, are just scaring me more. <laughs> like in the movies, right? Like, could you yes. tell me where the bathroom is, por favor? Yeah. 
No, I'm terrified, man. That's so funny. that's like a thing that I didn't like, but most of the experience, I was lucky to have a lot of good teachers around me. Good teachers around me. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. That's great. Well, when when you moved there, because you moved to Kansas City, right? Like yeah. that was your very mm-hmm. first city, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so then there there were so th- there was a an ELL program in your school. So when 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 was that, Miss Miss Anne, when you moved to Kansas City? Uh, nineteen ninety nine. 1999. Okay. And what part of Kansas City did you move? Um, the Jackson County. Like, I used oh, to the go to Northeast. Jackson County. Uh, Northeast? Oh, okay. Middle, Northeast. Uh-huh. Uh, middle school. For middle month, school, Northeast. High school. But I finished high school in two years and a half, almost three, because I didn't want to stay in high school. Mm. Oh, so you, you, you did it faster than the rest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Nice. So I remember one story that you shared with me uh, from your math teacher. Mm-hmm. That she sat down with you. Could, yes, could you she sat down with me. Uh huh. And she saw me one day using the dictionary and tried to translate like his word problem, translate word by word. Mm-hmm. And she saw me doing it. And from that day, she started sitting next to me and tried to rewrite the questions to simpler. So uh-huh. when I can translate it, it would be easy for me to understand. And every time she used to have like, she's been very, very patient with me. Very patient. Oh, that's great. Very patient. And also she used to work with me sometimes in her, like her lunch time. She sit with me and she would tell me, go grab your lunch and we're going to work together. Oh, so really? So she was very nice. Oh, that's great. So... Um, so what do you, um, okay, so I have, I have some questions here from my students because I ask them if they, okay, so there is one that says, um, were you scared when you went to school, like the very first day? Yeah, oh yes, I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> because we were like... The school environment is different back home. We were like uniform and genders are separated. Mm-hmm. Like, and here everybody was mixed and everybody uh-huh. wear whatever they want to wear. Right. To me, it was like, are we going to future or this is school? Mm-hmm. So it was very hard, scary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, what did you know about United States when you moved? I didn't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Just except watch like whatever you see in the uh, TV or whatever. But I didn't know anything about it, like law or anything. And we learned a lot of stuff from geography class, I remember. And also, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know like the meaning of the flag, why there's 50 mm-hmm. stars, things like that. I right. never knew until I came here and I took history class or something like that. Okay, so, all right, and, and so you moved to um, from Somalia to Egypt because of the civil war, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And could you could you share with us like um, what happened exactly to your family? Yeah, um, my father he used to have his own business, and he used to own business. We were, 
yeah, his own business. Um, my dad also he used to import and export food from Somalia, Italy, Kenya. Mm-hmm. Also, he used to have um car dealership for. He used to have like a lot of good stuff uh, from the history. I, I remember and how my, my family are well known from my father's side, mm. like for, when it comes to wealth. And my mom is from um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know this. In Africa, we have tribes. So my mom's dad was like the head of the tribe. So, oh, head of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so you you okay? So um, you were you were healthy. I mean, not healthy, yes. wealthy. Wealthy, uh-huh. wealthy, yes, yes. And, but when the war happened, you will lose everything. Like, mm. you will lose your house, we will come to you. Imagine you are four or five, and there's a gun in your face, somebody kicking you from your own house. Really? Like Just like that? Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they told you that, this is my house now, get out of here. Oh, yes. That's a lot. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was a kid, I still remember images that I will never forget. Really? And also, and I always ask questions like, I remember, I think my mom used to say that I'm a noisy kid because I want to know everything, why this, why that. Uh-huh. So I used to always ask questions. What happened? Why are you doing this? Why are you sleeping not in our house? Why, mm-hmm. uh, why we, I mean, we moved from the city and we went to a suburban area to stay with my grandma mm-hmm. just to be safe for for a while. I cannot remember this uh, a month or a year. Mm. And like we lost 90% of everything, if not more. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So that that means that your dad, when you guys moved to uh, Egypt, your dad had to uh, start over. Yes, he had to start over. And 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 Africa also, uh, we pay for school, not like America. America, there's like free education that people right. are not mm-hmm. taking advantage sometimes mm-hmm. but back home from tk all the way to college your parent needs to pay for it and my father was paying for the eight of us and one time uh it was very hard for him to pay school and everything so my older brother i mean was doing like great job and he tried to do the best he can so we all would have good ed- education like food everything so my brother the oldest one say papa we are all getting older so i think if you go to move to america we can have free education so you don't have to pay for everything and also we are a big family so mm-hmm. and he say even in college like you can have financial aids and after that if you take a loan it's, it's not going to be as much as what you have to pay back home uh, back in egypt yes oh okay Wow. So then, then I mean, when, when you were in Egypt, so you told me that your dad started over. So he mm-hmm. was doing some business, right? He was also, yes, he was also uh, importing food and from Italy, Somalia, and Kenya. He uh-huh. was still doing that. Okay. But it was not as big as before. So the eight years or nine years that I was in Egypt, I think I saw my dad like maybe 10 times that he came and lived. He couldn't stay with us like when we were younger, home mm-hmm. like every day when I was in Somalia. Mm-hmm. When we were in Egypt, he used to come visit us. Oh wow! So then, then you moved to United States, and then he had moved. to yes. start over again. Moved here, yes, and he came here two years after we moved. 
So also we missed two years not seeing our father. Again. Oh wait, so you moved first without your yes. dad? Yes. Two years without him? Yes. Why? Why yes. is that? Why? Because um, my dad he still had to work mm -hmm. and to make sure that he would have some money just in case something happened, and he had to stay uh, Kenya to work. Mm -hmm. And 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 we had to come here to America so we could start school and see how we, we would do things in America and he tried to save money just in case if we didn't like to come uh, to stay in America and we want to go back home so we mm -hmm. have something for us so he, he waited for us mm -hmm. oh wow Does that make sense? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he, he had to wait but again uh, so he was in Egypt Then he 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 went to Kenya for two years. Yeah, but he would in, when he was in Egypt, he used to come visit back and forth. Like he was never Good. living with us. All right, gotcha. Just visiting us. Mm. Wow. So he had to stay in Kenya for two years, then come to America. Mm -hmm. And he, he never left since. Like thank God we are all here together and uh -huh. healthy. So that's right. Plus for us. So then, would you say that when you moved to United States and when your dad was, when when your dad moved to United States after mm -hmm. two years, so you would say that you had like kind of like a normal life now, because dad was at home. Yes, I mean, <laughs> when I was younger, when I was in Egypt, I never used to see him as much. Mm -hmm. He's come like to Egypt, uh, like once a year maybe. But here he was with us like all day, every day, which is we were grateful for that. that right, we right. can see him every day and grow up uh, with a like, normal family, father, mm -hmm. mother, and the kids. Mm -hmm. But also my dad, he started doing like basic jobs that he would never do if he wasn't back home. Yeah. But he started all over from zero and he was fine with it. All over with and no language, right? No, no language, yes. He, he, does he know English now? He knows English but not very well, but mm -hmm. also my dad is not shy with his accent or anything like that. Yeah. So his personality also helps him. Ah, okay. But he had to start from all over again. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's kind of like the same story with Mr. Sanchez. Uh, oh. You know, like he, he his dad uh, owned business in Mexico and then. He had to move to he United States. He lost everything. Started over. Anyway, that's amazing. Um, <clears throat> okay, so w what is uh, and I, now I'm gonna move back again to the ELL part. So, uh, as far as language, okay, <clears throat> what is mm -hmm. what was the hardest part for you to learn English? I mean, I remember in my language, we don't have silent letters or things like that. Uh -huh. So when I come to America and there's, when I was doing an ESL class and there's silent letters, uh -huh. it was really hard for me. I was like, so why are you putting that? If, if I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> so it was very hard for me to understand. I was like, hey, this is very hard. Why there's letters that's not going to be, uh, you're not going to stand it. Then why are you putting there? Yeah. So I think that was very hard for me. See, and I hope uh, my students remember that part that, you know, most, uh, some languages, and I would say most of the languages maybe, uh, don't have those type of uh, 
problems, yeah. right? Like in Spanish, yeah. Italian, um, French, it does. Um, you know, we, we, we have those, those uh, we don't have those problems with uh, silent uh, letters. Yeah. You know, that's kind of funny. Have, yeah. But that, that, was, that was kind of hard for you. That was really, oh yes, that was like number one thing. And, and I used to like argue with my teacher every day. They remove it from the word. Why I did this letter? <laughs> and she used to be like, no, you don't read it like this. That's but funny. But I kind of remember I did not understand why, like why we had to do that. All right. It was very hard for me. So, and also in the classroom, okay, if you remember when you were in the classroom, uh, mm -hmm. what was the part that you learned uh Like, uh, what was the part in, in your classroom that you feel that you learn English the most? Does it make sense? I, yes. I mean, I think when it comes to like reading. Reading? Like, my, reading. Like, reading, sometimes also, my teacher, she was funny. She used to make me do spelling. Like, she would read something, like a, uh, a book, and she's going to say, write everything. Like, just script everything I'm saying, just make sure that I can follow her. Wow. I read everything she's saying. Like she was an amazing teacher. She really? was making like she was making uh, the class more fun and learning experience. Even though she was just American lady. Yeah. So I. She was an amazing teacher. She used to make me do that a lot because, mm -hmm. especially the kids who have hard time learning sign letters and why is this here, why is that. So she, she was doing that to us. Oh, that's amazing! And she was your ELL teacher, right? Yes. That was yes. she was ULL teacher. Oh, that's yes. that's great. Um, so, and <clears throat> do you think that, um, in like in your experience, do you think that uh, an ELL student would learn more English when they have interactions with native English speaker students? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes, they should have a class that they can learn. Just English, which is fine, right? But when they interact with the kids who from here and who speak the language, right. they will learn more. Yeah. And also, it depends on the kids if they're not making fun of them or things like that, they will learn more. Like, I mean, I don't know if you experience um, with some of our, our students when they were in shelter room, they were only speaking with their friends, right? Who speak the same with language. language. But when they had to stop the uh, shelter room and everybody work together they start learning English faster. Right. But they interact with other kids who speak English also, and also are teachers that are not certified the English or ESL teachers mm -hmm. that would not give them as much patience. Right. So they start learning quicker, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in our school, <clears throat> guys, in KCIA, we, have, uh, we used to have a shelter class for our uh, middle school students. But we noticed that it didn't really work because, as Ms. Ayan was saying, they were talking to their friends in their own language, so they were they weren't really getting any any English, you know. So that that yeah. became a problem. Also, uh, and of course, that's not for you know for everybody. But I think in our school, it became more like um, you know like the ELL student. And the other ones, like you know, the yes. the, the ones who speak mm -hmm. good English or better English, yes. whatever. So yes. that 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 was kind of like a problem because I remember I had those students uh, in my music class with you know with the mm -hmm. uh, with the other students, and yeah, I mean they they were always sitting you know 
uh, only with their friends and, and as you said mm -hmm. speaking their language when I was speaking English I, uh, you know in class I noticed that sometimes they didn't really understand what I was saying you know so mm -hmm. yeah and, and now we don't have that in I mean we, we do have our ELL classes for them yes. But, yes. but they can go to other classes with the other mm -hmm. students and, and they get yeah. more languages and then also they they you know they they feel that they are fitting into the um, the group right so yes. that that's what yes. we did and that's what we're doing now so uh even though we have a really strong strong yellow program we're still learning right yes so anyway uh also um thanks for sharing your story of uh ELL uh, experience so now you you have Now, you've been working in KCIA, and you actually, you know, I would say that's, that you, you are not a translator only. You, you sometimes teach, right? Yes. You know, I yeah. mean, you, you're helping, yes. and that, that's... I'm para. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, share your experience with, with my students. Like, um, what is it to be like a, you know, kind of like an ELL teacher? You know, because you you are kind of working like that. I mean, yes. you're not fully allowed teacher, but you are helping. Yes, um, it's funny that uh, like the kids who never had school, they have passion to learn. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my kids, they don't know English, and but they have passion to learn, and they always try to listen. Like that's how you say that, and they don't one thing I like about them, they they always feel like that I'm like them mm -hmm. because. Either we from the same origin or same country, or we speak the same language, so they always feel like they are, they are close to me. Then, like a nature teacher. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that they can sit with me and learn with me, sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes, like you get tired and frustrated. Yeah. But even to me, not only the kids who speak my language, but I remember last semester working with Latino kids, like <laughs> kids who speak Spanish. And I speak zero Spanish, and, and I was like, go work with your teacher. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to work with you. And because I, I'm always making them feel comfortable and welcome because I've been there. And I know it's very hard to express yourself in different language that you don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm always like very, very patient with them. And we were learning everything together and we had Google Translate. So... And one of the kids was like, Miss, you're going to teach me English, but I'm going to teach you Spanish. Every day, you're going to learn one word. <laughs> so things like that, we had good time. And I love to be working with the ESL kids because mm -hmm. they want to learn and they have passions. And like their energy will give you more energy and be positive. And you want to help them as much as you can. Uh -huh. So my experience with my kids was always great. Mm -hmm. So there, and, and you said something really important. They're eager to learn English. And sometimes, mm -hmm. yes. and sometimes I, I think as a teachers, um, maybe we don't, we don't see it, um, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm talking about all, all teachers from the perspective of, of some teachers, like mm -hmm. when, when a student is learning English, sometimes they, they feel frustrated and sometimes we, mm -hmm. we might misunderstand that they don't want to learn, right? But they do want to learn, yeah. but just they feel frustrated. Yeah. Uh, right and Perhaps so also mm -hmm. so we need imagine to learn yourself now 
if you go to Somalia and somebody speak with you Somali all day, how are you going to feel? Yeah, And you are right. older now. Yeah. And these kids are like 10, 11, maybe even younger. So, of course, uh-huh. they're always frustrated. And it's funny, but I mean, I did tell a lot of my coworkers, please stop yelling in English and being loud because they're not, they're not going to not gonna gonna understand it. what you're yes, saying. It's better at least if you don't have someone who speaks the language and you don't have time to call properly or for translate. Right. I'd rather you write it down in the Google Translate and get mm-hmm. something than nothing. And you don't scare them. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people, they would be like screaming loud in English. Mm-hmm. And I'm not shy about that. I would go to them and say, stop yelling in English. They mm-hmm. don't understand and they are not going to get it. Because mm-hmm. I experienced that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you experience it and then you understand how they feel sometimes, that's, right? Because yes. so that's the problem. I've uh, been there, yes. Right, that, because the, the teachers uh, misunderstand what's going on, then the students misunderstand the teacher, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it creates a, a conflict, you know. So that's, yes. um, yeah, that, that that's something that um, we need to uh, kind of foresee it uh, before working with ELL students. Uh, and even if we don't have, even if if my students in UCM, um, if they work in a school with no ELL program, but if they ever get one ELL student, I hope they still remember uh, that it, it is always important not to misunderstand, right? Try mm-hmm. try to communicate with them, uh, and, and you know I I I, I told them that uh, sometimes just using gestures. Uh, helps mm-hmm. a lot, you know, your hands, mm-hmm. um, having visuals in your classroom, right? Like, you know, if yeah. they want to go to the bathroom, maybe you can have a, I don't know, like a toilet. Maybe not a toilet, maybe something else that they, they understand. There's actually a funny story that happened to me this year. Uh, when we were at the beginning of the school year, uh-huh. one of our kids who speak um, Kenya Rwanda, um, nobody else speaks that language in school, not even students, just him. It's Dambeje. Uh, Yes. Uh-huh. yes, and we had hard time to understand each other, and he was helpless. And I would start teaching everything like bathroom, where is the bathroom, where is the nurse at, so he knows what's going on in school. Okay. So we tried to say bathroom, me and, and the other kids' bathroom, like we just explain things, show him bathroom. And we have shown pictures of images of bathroom in uh, Google. Mm. Of course, the ones in Google are fancy, and he never had those because he come, he come from war. And I was like, I remember that I I grabbed his hand and I said, "Let's go," and I took him to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is bathroom," and he said, "Oh, okay." Then he starts saying his language, and he write down for me his language. So I make like his own dictionary. So oh. every day we put the new word we learn in his language and English, and we draw a picture. Oh, so he knows what's going on every day and where he can go, like lock or things like that. But it was so funny that even the kids were start laughing when I grabbed his hand and I said, We all mm-hmm. want to go to the bathroom, right? Let's go to the bathroom, picture. yeah. So we know what we're talking about. And also, kids come from not only different languages, different cultures, mm-hmm. like sometimes have like uh, the culture is shocking mm-hmm. and they scared everything going on. But the teachers they don't understand that these kids come from totally different environment than what this teacher been. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and it's funny because we were talking about being a culturally responsive teachers, 
And that's a good example because, uh, how, you know, that's why I was saying you can draw a toilet, but maybe not a toilet, maybe something else, or maybe find it, you mm. know, you, you found you found the way to talk to him. So, yeah, we, we might going to take for granted that, that a toilet means bathroom for mm. them. But, for yeah. example, for uh, him, it didn't mean anything. You know, yes. like, <laughs> so, and that is part of being a culturally responsive teacher because we need to understand how they learn, uh, how um, I would say, uh, how they know something, you know, like we mm -hmm. know what uh, bathroom is and, it and, and what it looks like, but sometimes our students, our ELL students don't understand mm -hmm. the same concept. I mean, they, yep. of course, they, they go to the bathroom, Right, but they ain't in their, right in their brain, it's a different image, you know, it's, it's not yes. the same as us. So, you took the time to yes. take them over there, going to the bathroom with him. I mean, yes. you know, like you, you, you showed him, and okay, so see that, and then now he understands. Now he understands, and, and I will give him say, uh, bathroom and locker because also we had a hard time to explain locker. And I was like, it's like cabinet. You put your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Then in the day, we used to go visit the locker. Mm -hmm. Until now, he knows where is the locker, where is the bathroom, where is the nurse. Yeah. And I said, if, if he doesn't speak English, you need to learn, like, excuse me, please help me. Yeah. Those things, at least, so you could at least know what's going on in school. Yeah, 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 that's right. He's doing way better. Like, he was learning faster and faster every day because he had the ego. He want to learn. Oh, yeah. And he was so hard to say things in English. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a great kid. He's a great kid. Yeah, I mean, I think teachers should be more patient with the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. And true, just true. understand they come from totally different environments. That's mm -hmm. number one. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I was going to ask you: Could you could you share with us three advices? So you, the first one, you said be, teachers be patient. Be patient. Be patient Be with patient. them. Mm -hmm. Second one, I would say understand the culture they come from and the religion. Because maybe something that you do in Islam is totally opposite or right. means something else in, I mean, I don't know, in Hindus. So you mm -hmm. need to know their religion, their culture, right. their environment. Mm -hmm. And be patient. Like, and also, don't be mad that you repeat yourself a lot. I mean, a lot of times I remember like when I work with the kids who doesn't speak my language, that I have to repeat myself like three, four times. Like number two, it's two, it's two, it's two, like three, four times. And sometimes they will say, no, this is three. And I say, no, 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 it's two. So just keep practicing. Practice will make it better, not Practicing, uh-huh. That he's all perfect, but he's right. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, that, that was very, that was very powerful. Um, Just for, for the last part of, of this interview, Ms. Ayan, could you share, um, you, you, you know, what, what, what is Islam? Islam is, um, for us, we think there's three languages. I mean, I'm sorry, three religions. Um, first one is Jewish, uh -huh. or Buddhism, Christianity, mm -hmm. then Islam. Uh -huh. And for us, Islam is continuing what they started with like the beginning uh, Jewish or Judaism and Christianity and Christians then Islam is just finishing or continuing about God worshiping God uh -huh. like why he came here 
Right. So that's all the three things we believe in. Mm-hmm. And we believe in the same prophets as Christianity and do. Mm-hmm. But we don't call Jesus uh, God. Mm-hmm. We call him the son of Miriam uh-huh. or son of Mary. Mm-hmm. And he's a prophet. For us, he's a black prophet, just like Muhammad. Okay. And we love him and we follow his lead, but we mm-hmm. never call him God. Okay. And we never like worship him. We worship God. And we, we don't believe in that Trinity. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We don't believe on that because right. we think that's three gods. Mm-hmm. And it's very different, but I do respect it because it's okay to be different from everybody else. Right. But I will never, maybe because I grew up also with Christians country, like Egypt was Muslim country, but have some Christian. Right. And my classmates, some of them were Christians, and I understand, like, why they believe, like, for example, like, how they believe uh, that Jesus died and come back, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. We believe he never died, mm-hmm. and he's still alive, and he's with God. Mm-hmm. And the person who was killed was somebody who uh, looks like him, but God mm-hmm. wants to save Jesus, and he put someone else there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... so and and something that uh, maybe here in in and on the uh, west side of the world, we don't uh, you know sometimes we don't understand why you guys cover your your head with your hijab. It's funny, yeah, right? yeah, hijab. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. One of the kids asked me, and um, he speaks Spanish, and I was like, it was last year, um, and he's Catholic, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. And he was like, Miss, Miss. And he just pointed on like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hijab? He said, why? It's hot. And I said, and I remember, um, Maria was helping me. And I said, can you ask him, uh, is he Catholic or like, mm-hmm. what, what method he believes? And she was like, oh, he's Catholic. And I said, why did a Miriam cover her hair? Like the same way she's covered, I'm mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but she was working in the church or something like that. He said, I say, yeah. And I say, I'm going to work at school. I'm going to be covered just like her because mm-hmm. that's part of her future. And she's covering for herself for, for, for only a husband or just your sibling can see your brothers, but you cover it all day long. And he said, oh, okay. So that's that. Mary, uh, it was making understand. So a lot of the kids ask me, and, and they think you don't have hair. <laughs> and one year, one year, I remember um, I took one of the kids, one of the boys, and he said, Miss, Miss, where is your hair? And I said, I do have hair. He said, no, you always wear this thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, taking him to the room, and he was young, so, so I could show him my hair. And I was like, I show him my hair. And he said, oh, senorita, you have hair. And I was like, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you sp- like it's funny. Most of my Spanish kids are the ones who ask me about my hijab. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I have a hair. And he started pulling my hair. And he said, you have good hair. But you still put scarf on? And I say, yes, my son, I put scarf on. Because that's my belief and that's my religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I follow. But I say, it's not because we don't have hair. He says, so all the girls have hair? I say, yes. I mean, I think in his brain, he thought, Everybody was using a like have a cancer and they were in chemo. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh. no, we all have a hair. 
<laughs> That's but funny. Cover her. I mean, it's funny, and they will ask yeah. questions that it's amazing how they even come up with those right. kind of questions. And, 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 you I know, love it. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and now, since in our school we have a lot of uh, Muslim yeah, students, exactly. for them it's just normal now, right? I mean, for, no, for the ones who are not Muslim. I mean, yes, for me, even, for me it's normal now, you know, like. Yes, you know, you've been seeing everybody, so you think it's normal. It's funny now if, like, if my hijab is falling or I'm doing something, it's funny that the, the non-Muslim kids are always trying to grab my hijab and fix my hijab. To fix it. Like, oh, miss, yeah, miss, you have to show. Like, yeah. they always protecting me. I was like, I love that, that we, we are family. Not right. only, we are, like, we have our differences, but deep down in heart, we are all same. Yeah, yeah, in case, yeah, we, we, yeah, we are a big family. One big family. That's and right. they always, like, respect, um, do your religion, right? To, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love them. The like always they have each other, and also another American girl they try to show like how to do turban things like that to the Muslim girls, and they try to help them because we are all one big family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I love when they do that. That, that that's yeah, that's because great. They don't uh, look at you. Your difference is like something wrong. They see it's like honor that you are different, but you are still my sister. All right. Okay, well, Ms. Ayan, that's um, that was just great. Thanks for sharing your your story. You are welcome. And you know, I hope maybe in the future you can go in person. Now we can't right now, right? Because of the whole uh, coronavirus. But anyway, all right. Well, that was uh, Ms. Ayan's story, and I hope you guys. Uh, uh, loved it. It was just great to learn from a person who was an ELL student um, and a person who is working with ELL students uh, in, in KCAA. I hope you guys learn and keep uh, all her advices uh, when you become a teacher in the future. All right. Okay. See you guys. Take care.